Hello, and welcome back to RPG Quest, the podcast where we do not play D&D. And once again, we are investigating the horrors from beyond space and time as we play Call of Cthulhu. My name is Chris. I am your host and keeper for this scenario. But of course, as always, the uh, the real star of the show is our investigator, Brendan, a.k.a. Panda, a.k.a. Detective Jack Cassidy. How you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to get right into it because uh, where we left off, uh, yourself and uh, New Orleans police detective uh, Claude Lamont were driving down back to the uh, the haunted swamps this evening to uh, investigate the the cultists of the yellow sign that seem to have made a camp there. Yeah, and the uh, the disappearance. Yeah. Yeah, and the disappearance of uh, another police detective, Noah Fillmore. You filled him in about the uh, about the activities in the swamps, and it seems like he went down on his lonesome to investigate. And oh no, he uh, disappeared. So, yeah, the two of you, um, you're driving uh, Claude Lamont down to the to the swamps to the south of uh, New Orleans. Um, you know the area well, so you can drive down there and lead yourself through there. And uh, as you arrive and pull up, there are once again a few of these uh, people that live in the swamp communities standing around watching you pull up, and they uh, recognize you and just give you a silent nod as you begin to, to walk through the community. Yeah, I think Jack uh, again nods and... and- kind of smiles at everybody slightly. It's getting dark, so I'm not sure if they could even see that he's kind of smiling, but trying to project a, you know, a, um, I guess, positive, positive vibe, um, especially since I'm here with somebody they have not met before. Mm. The, uh, the positive vibe, unfortunately, isn't returned as they sort of just standing outside their, their huts and cottages, just keeping their distance, just watching you. Um, the one who you spoke with gives you more of a more eye contact and more of a nod but yeah they just let you uh pass through knowing exactly where you're going as you uh begin to to enter the swamps themselves yeah as we uh start to step into the swamps i pass the same advice i was given to stick to the high ground um to detective lamont um and try to lighten the tone a bit but last time i uh i took a bit of a swim well, we'll try not to repeat that as I have a camera this time. You know, wouldn't want that to get wet. Uh, but yeah, I think I've got a handle on it. Grabs a stick to like poke the ground in front of us. Uh, and I assume he has a flashlight. He does. And he uh, says, yeah, right. Let's make sure that doesn't happen again. So uh, I see you got a shotgun. You know how to use that thing? Oh, yes. Served in the war? Yes, sir. And you? Great. Me too. So, uh, I guess if uh, we see anything, should we be expecting uh, a hostile reception? Um, I mean, it's probably a good idea to be prepared for it, but I, I don't think we should be in a situation where if we see something move, we shoot at it. Not that I would expect that of you. I mean, you are a detective, but but yeah, definitely be prepared. There's some, some, strange, some strange stuff out here. Right. Well, if it gets to the situation, you cover me. And then we try and split, make for the trees. 
Hopefully they won't be able to find us. That's not a bad idea. I'm not going to ask for a navigate roll, navigation roll, because you've already been through these swamps, so you know the area. But I will ask for a luck roll. (laughs) I've been pushing my luck so hard, it's getting pretty low. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. That is a 44 versus 18. That's a fail. No problem. Give me a spot hidden as you and Claude are wandering through these swamps. Absolutely. That is a 29 versus 50 success. Yeah. Good thing you see it. Because near an area of where the, the water line is a little higher and the ground's a little wetter, um, you just see the, the brow and the eyes of this gator watching you. Oh, yeah. Uh, watch out there. Um, point like the shotgun towards it um, and kind of back away but continue on the path and just make sure to point it out to the detective yeah yeah nods and kind of sticks close to you as you stay to the high ground moving slowly through these swamps um, lucky to avoid this thing doesn't uh, doesn't seem to want to go after you it's sort of just sitting there lazily half submerged in the swampy water you know after roughly an hour going through these swamps you um you see the, the huts up ahead. Yeah, before we approach them, um, probably in like the shrub line or the tree line, I'll kind of squat down and gesture to the detective um, and start explaining to him quietly. Look, the last time I was here, I saw some footsteps, uh, or rather footprints. Obviously, people had been in and out, so I don't imagine in the evening this place is going to be empty. These folks, uh, I don't think these folks are part of that community back there. Uh, I guess from this point on is where we're ready for ready for anything. Cox the shotgun. Right, right. Can you see anything from here? Uh, give me a second. Yeah, give me a spot hidden, please. <laughs> 80 versus 50, that's a fail. Yeah, you're a little too far away. You can't tell if there are any lights or any movement or anything going on from, from where you are. You're going to need to get a little closer. Yeah, from where I'm, from where I was standing, I don't see much. Um, tell you what, I'll move in. I'll get behind one of those buildings, get a closer look. You just cover me. Uh, I'll I'll gesture to you if we're clear, and we'll do that. Yeah, give me a stealth as you begin to approach closer. That's a thirty-nine versus fifty success. Yeah, excellent. You begin to move closer to these huts, sticking low. Luckily, they're on stilts, so they're a little higher up. So you manage to sort of stick to the shadows and move closer up to these these ruined huts. And you see that at least two of them seem to have um, light, just a soft light coming from inside. Obviously, some kind of gas lamp or something illuminating them. Yeah, I'll hug the wall of the outside of the the nearest hut. Um, look back at the detective and do that thing where you know gesture at my eyes, gesture to where the lights are, and then hail him over. He's gonna do the same as he begins to head towards you. I'm gonna roll a stealth for our friend Claude Lamont. <laughs> Damn it, Claude! <laughs> he he sort of begins moving up, and um. As he does, you see he's kind of about to to fall into a uh, sort of a dip of an area as you're watching him, if you want. So that's an 81 versus 40, a fail. If you want, he can push with you sort of 
assisting him, gesturing to move in a different direction. Mm, I mean, chances are, if the push goes bad, this is going to go real bad, but may as well push. May as well. Mm -hmm. May as well push, because it's already going to go bad if we don't. Okay, he's got a 40 on stealth, so let's see how this push goes. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> you um, you see him moving low. You see him heading right for this sort of area where there's a, a little pocket of water. Um, and you kind of move to gesture towards him. You'd be like, hey. Um, and as you do, he sort of looks up at you and he drops his lamp and he falls waist deep into this water, creating a huge splash as he gets stuck from the waist down. And with that splash, the hut... Did you say you were kind of like almost like underneath one, using it as cover? Yeah, pretty much. But like yeah. uh, pushed up against behind it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you hear a voice shout out and you hear some footsteps move creaking from this hut as people are going to begin to descend as you hear the, the sort of the groans of Claude kind of struggling to get out of this this hole. Oh, man. Um, I mean, my initial reaction... Um, if I was a cop still, would be to rush over and help him. But since I'm not, and I hear that, um, I kind of look to Claude with this, like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Look. <laughs> um, and I'm going to squeeze a little bit more hidden under the, uh, I guess, under the stilts of the hut and aim my, aim my gun um, to prepare to jump anyone who comes out, hopefully keeping him from getting hurt. Yeah, of course. You know, you hear these this creaking and these footsteps coming out. Um, you're on the opposite side to where the, the the stairs descend down into the to the ground from the hut or the rickety ladder. Um, and you can see the legs as they begin to step down. Just one emerging. Claude is going to try and reach down and pull out his gun. Let's see if he can do that the water Ooh. you see him sort of fumbling to try and pull something out from his waist but that's a 79 versus 70 that's a fail as he's sort of like shuffling and sink, sinking deeper he's now like you know belly button deep he can't sort of get get to the revolver on his uh on his waist just yet but you see this other figure step out with a rifle and a lantern and begin scoping the area. I'm going to roll a spot hidden for our cultist friend. And you see as he sort of stands there at this little area of ground, that's a fail, 86 versus 40. He sort of waves the lamp around looking for the sign of movement with his rifle just sort of, you know, held up in one hand, not braced, but still with the hand on the trigger. And he sort of looks around. Yeah, how far is he? Oh, well, he's just on the other side of the hut, so he's um, within sort of about 15 feet of you. Okay. Um, Jack will try to be stealthy about it, but swiftly move up behind him, crack him with the butt of the shotgun in the back of the head and grab his rifle. Yeah, awesome. Uh, all right. Using the shotgun as a bludgeoning weapon. So first, roll me a brawl. I'm going to say a bonus because he hasn't spotted you yet. All right. Oof, both fails. First is 59 versus 35. Second is 43 versus 35. Cool. You rush up and raise the the top of this, uh, raise the butt of your uh, your 12 gauge 
and uh, go to smack him in the back of the head. And uh, as you do, you know, he notices you in that moment and here with one arm, the arm with the lantern, he swings out and blocks you. The lantern gets flung to the ground and uh, now he's standing there with this, uh, with this rifle. Mm. What is your dex? Uh, my dex is a 60. 60. Yeah. You get to act first in this case. Okay. Um, if he's blocked that, then I guess immediate sweep the leg. Uh, again, the goal is just to get him on the ground. Goal is just to get him on the ground? No problem. Yeah, hopefully... This is a brawl against his brawl. Hopefully it goes real well, but let's see if I can just get him on the ground. <laughs> ah, there it is. Uh, extreme success, 5 versus 35. Extreme success, oh my god. And that's a failure for him. You sweep the leg and knock him on the ground, and in doing so, the rifle gets knocked out of his hands as he falls down into the muddy grass. In this moment, Claude Lamont is going to try and climb out of this hole. I'm going to roll a strength for him. Cool. Claude Lamont, out of the corner of your eye. That's an extreme success. Almost a crit, too. Nice. Plus a 70. He, um, yeah, he pulls himself up out of this hole uh, and sort of stands to his feet and looks like he's going to begin rushing over to you. But in this moment, you're now standing over this, uh, standing over this cultist. He is going to tr- try and, in this moment, reach for his rifle. So I'm going to roll a, uh, roll a dex for him. Yeah, you see him clambering and struggling to try and reach his rifle, but that's a fail. 96 versus 50. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I see him starting to try to scramble, since I'm, like, standing over him, uh, Jack will uh, put, a, like, a boot on one of his hands, the one that's reaching for it, and put the shotgun right up the back of his head and say, do not move and do not make a sound. Give me an intimidate, please. That's a 12 versus 15 success. Um, yeah, as this guy sort of looks up at you, he stops for a moment and you see the white sort of paint across his face. Um, you know, this guy's just wearing like raggedy overalls. Um, and you see he's got one of those yellow signs pinned to his pinned to his clothes. And he's sort of lying there and he looks up at you and meets your eye and he kind of smiles. Yeah, yeah, you just stay right there. We'll, uh, we'll get to you in a second. I like look back at the detective and hopefully he's started to make his way over uh, if so i'd like gesture for him to grab that rifle um and like put a hand out reaching you know indicating that i want his cuffs yes he um runs over and swoops up the rifle in one hand and uh holsters his pistol and uh, pulls out the handcuffs yeah um i keep cover on him and i quietly uh look at the detective i'm like well i'm not really a cop so uh i mean if we're gonna bring him in you're gonna need to be the one to do it proper yeah. And uh, he looks at the guy and says, get on your front. And the cultist sort of rolls over and, uh, yeah, allows uh, Claude Lamont to apply these cuffs to him. Yeah, as he's cuffing him. Uh, again, I'm still just pointing the gun, but as he's cuffing him, I'm like, yeah, like I said to him, I'm not a cop. So I think you got a little bit more to worry about with me than him. I mean, he's going to treat you real great. I make no promises. So why don't you tell me how many of your friends are lurking around in there? As the cuffs are being put on him and he's lying on his front, he makes eye contact with you. He says, I'm not worried about nothing. You can't start what's coming. 
You know you can't. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see about that. But you didn't answer my question. How many of your boys you got hiding out? What are we walking into? I guess you just have to find that out for yourself. <sighs> oh, man. Um, no, I'll, I'll lean into it. Jack is absolutely at this point off his rocker. Um, I think he cracks him across the side of the head with the, the shotgun. Um, and just looks at him as like, you want to talk now? Ooh, yeah. Uh, roll me one. What's your size? Do you have a damage bonus to your oh, attacks? Let me look. Let's see. I mean, I think he's average size. Build one. No, you don't have. So just roll me uh, 1d6 as you smack this guy. That is a two. Yeah, you clock this guy in the head. Um, it doesn't do as much damage as you'd like, but, you know, it shuts one eye. He clearly smacked him. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad it's a two, not a six. <laughs> not not trying to put permanent harm on him. I'm just trying to scare him. <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, as you look at this guy, you can give me a psychology or psychoanalysis role. Uh, psychology 98 versus 55. That's a fail. Yeah. You just see some tough punk who doesn't seem to really care. He just sort of like chuckles a little bit as you hit him. Is that all you got? <sighs> Listen, I'm not going to stand here and beat you. That's just a waste of both of our time. And uh, <laughs> I respect your resilience. But there's a missing detective, missing presumed dead. He went missing out here. So I don't think there's too much issue if uh, a few more of you go missing. And again, with that intimidation, this time without the physical. Yeah, roll me an intimidation, please. Oh, that's an 81 versus 15. That's a fail. He um, still face down in the dirt. Says, if you're going to shoot me, go ahead, shoot me. But there's no way you'll stop him what's coming. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. Um, just going to try to grab him and hold him in front of me. Um and put the shotgun over his shoulder, literally using him as a shield to start moving forward. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes, yeah, you sort of push him with the shotgun. Claude Lamont, a few steps behind. He's got his, uh, this time his revolver uh, trained on him as well. He uh, backs you up and says, now don't try anything funny. I was just going right in the back of your head. And yeah. Guess. Do you begin leading him up to another one of the huts, or are you going to move on? I think... Hmm. Yeah, I, again, like, I, I'm... <laughs> I'll just outright say, I'm trying to frame some of my choices based around the fact that Jack, really, he's not sleeping. Like, he's losing it. Mm. Um, so where he may have been cautious at times in the past, I don't think he would be. I think he believes he's smarter than all of them and he's ahead of this and he's gonna stop it um so i'm gonna lead this guy um where i can see the doorway of the nearest hut um and just whistle oh claude lamont is like god damn you better be right about this you're crazy and uh i guess give me a luck roll please first and foremost Oh, that's so close. 19 versus 18 of fail. Cool. As you're sort of standing there, you can see that there are two more huts that have um, lights on. 
Um, one of them you can see directly into the, you know, the the door as you're using this guy as a uh, as a human shield. And there's another one just uh, uh, about you know 30 degrees off to the left, um, kind of facing that way. But there's a window there as well, like just a little cut in the side, and uh, you hear the crack of a rifle going off. Hmm. Of course they shoot first. They, you know, they're cultists. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you do in this situation? I'll give you a chance to very quickly react. Uh, um, I mean, again, based on my earlier statement, I, I don't think Jack is going to... Um, lose a beat with this he as soon as he hears that he like gestures to lamont and he starts charging forward pushing the guy in front of me shotgun out towards the stairs of the whatever building uh, whichever hut that was that i heard the the crack from uh cool yeah so this rifle goes off let me roll and yeah you hear it you can even feel the bullet whiz past you but it just misses it's a 48 versus 45 <laughs> woof and yeah, you begin charging towards that hut. Um, Claude Lamont behind you. And as you do, you see the other hut to the right of that one, the one that you were kind of facing. You see two figures step out of these swamp folk, these night folk, one with sort of long black braids in his hair, again, sort of white paint smudged on it. And another one, no shirt, wearing lots of jewelry and a big sort of plaited beard as well, uh, kind of balding on top. And they both rush out, one of them again holding a rifle as you and Claude Lamont charge. The other one's gonna fire off a rifle as well at Claude. As we resolve whether he gets shot or not, um, the minute that they come to, into sight, uh, like J I guess Jack's history kind of falls into position he's you know his training um so he just shouts three o'clock um mm. spins slightly in the direction of the guys rushing us to keep my shield in front of me and just fires off a shot nice nice all right but i'm sure that's happening at the same time as them shooting so we can resolve that other rule uh, first well you and claude have higher dexes than these guys so you and claude get your shots off first do you have a shotgun though because the range on that is not great it's very short, I'm sure. Yeah, I have a 10 gauge. Yep. Yes, I think the, the max range on that uh, is... 10, 20, 50 yards. 50, yes. So, yeah, as you turn to fire at this guy, um, you're going to need an extreme success. However, our friend Claude has his uh, revolver out, so he does not. But, yeah, give me a... You fire off first. Yeah, he's got that rifle, too. Um, all right, I'll take my shot. That's a 16 versus 25 success, but it's not a uh, an extreme success, I, d I don't believe. No, you'd need to spend a, a whole lot of luck to make this a, an extreme yeah, I success. Yeah, I don't have the luck to, to spend it. It's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you fire it off and one of these guys ducks. Uh, Claude is going to go for the other guy with his revolver. Oof. So he fires off and misses as this loud firefight is going on in the dark. No more people emerge. There just seem to be this three, the one firing his rifle from the window and these other two that just emerged. Only one of them with a bolt-action rifle, though. 
which he is going to fire at Claude, as I mentioned. Ooh. Cool. <laughs> cool. That's a hard success. Oh, God. So you hear this uh, this rifle crack out in the night, and you hear Detective Claude Lamont. Oh! In the corner of your eye, you see it hit him right in the gut. I'm going to roll a con for him to see if he, he falls prone. But um, that's an extreme success. Six versus 60 on his uh, constitution roll. So um, he doesn't pass out. He just collapses back for a second as he falls to the ground, holding his stomach as you see a little bit of blood pouring out. Um, Clipped him in the side, um, but still did a considerable amount of damage. He still has a a major wound as you see this this blood sort of pouring out. Uh. The uh, other rifle is also going to load and take another shot. I assume you're continuing to move on? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, uh, hmm. At at this point, I kind of shifted to the side at the the two that were charging out, so I guess I've moved my direction towards them. I'm closing the distance on them. Ooh, okay, yeah. Might leave you a little more exposed to the other one with the rifle. Yeah, yeah, that's my mistake for turning away from him, but heat of the moment, what are you going to do? Oh, okay, that's a failure. So you hear the, um, you know, the rifle crack off, clumps of dirt explode near your feet, but um, doesn't hit you. Yeah, um... Claude is going to stand up, and sticking low is going to um, sort of stick by your side, almost trying to use this guy as a human shield as well after taking that. He's holding his side now, still with his revolver in one hand, staying low. He's like, I'm all right. I'm all right. Jack doesn't even respond. He's just full of war mode at this point. Like, doesn't even take a beat. We'll deal with that once we, you know, resolve (laughs) this situation. (laughs) But yeah, like with a fairly laser focus, uh, Jack's going to keep closing that distance. And as soon as I get within um, a couple feet, take a shot at uh, the one I assume to my right and push the guy who's handcuffed into the guy to my left. Kind of trying to do it in one motion. That might put me at disadvantage for the shot. I'm not sure. Cool. It's it's probably going to take you um, from here two rounds to close in that close. You could get one round and be sort of within 20 feet range and try and get off another, another shot, but that's also going to be the second shot of this shotgun. So you can continue to push on and get like well within range but they may get one last shot off yeah i'm not gonna waste the last uh shot of the shotgun for a distant shot i want to close the gap so uh, yeah i just keep charging and they get another shot off yeah they're gonna get another shot off claude however is gonna get a shot off with his revolver first is he gonna fire at the guy in the window or the ones that you're charging towards. I think he's gonna fire at the guy in the window. Hard success. Oh yeah, we're here for it. Good job, Claude. Yeah, he's sort of holding his side, takes one knee, braces himself, and squeezes off around into that window. You can tell he's used to firing in sniper's nests. He's done this before as the shot connects. And that's for, for eight damage. He's fired two shots, hasn't he? Just need to keep track of the 
the ammo as well. So he's got four ammo. Yes. Let me roll a con save for our cultist friend who just got shot in the face. Oh, that's an 84 versus 70. So he collapses down to the ground after getting hit by this shot. Yeah, like internally, Jack is, you know, uh, encouraging him, but externally, he's too focused. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's all happening so yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, because you're still closing in on this other guy using this uh, cultist as a human shield. Now he's screaming out at you, um, screaming in uh, a mix of French and Spanish. Um, you can't understand, unfortunately. Um, but as you're closing in, this other cultist is going to try and get his uh, get his rifle off. Oh, it's another failure. 73 versus 45, you hear it go off. You're within 20 feet of it. It's deafening, the shot is deafening as it rings out, but it misses you. Give me a luck roll. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Uh, 92 versus 18, that's a fail. It doesn't hit the cultist either. It misses the both of you. (laughs) Um, And as you get there, you're going to shove this this body into, um, into the one with the rifle, I assume? Yeah, um, and center mass, take a shot at the, the other guy. Yeah, no problem. So you're going to fire off the second shot in the barrel of this shotgun. Go for it. Oh no, that's a 90 versus 25. Um, can you push combat rolls? I would push this. That's a big fail. Yeah, no. No, combat rolls can't be pushed because it's, you've already fired the shot off, you know? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah that's 90 versus 25 of fail. <laughs> Cool. Um, let me just roll strength for the one who takes the body. Oh, that's a big time failure. 98 versus 60. Yeah, you throw the body into this, uh, the one with the gun though, and he uh, falls down under the weight of it. And you can hear the sound of the rifle hitting the ground as you fire off your shot at the other one, but he ducks out of the way and takes a step forward. And um, this one is unarmed. Um, But as he steps forward, he begins to mutter something in a language that you don't understand. You see he reaches his hands out. And uh, his hands begin to transform into venomous snakes. Oh my god. As they reach out towards you. Uh, do I need to roll something to resist that? I don't know the right term for it. Uh, yes, I'm, I assume you're going to try and... You can either try and dodge or, or fight back, I guess, with the butt of this... Uh, I mean... With the butt of this shotgun. Yeah, ideally what I'd like to do is kind of deke to the side and then flip the shotgun around and use it like a bat not the opposite so probably a dodge first okay yeah so you're gonna dodge dodge this round all right so the, i'm gonna roll fighting you're gonna roll for the snakes you're gonna roll dodge. all right <laughs> oops 39 versus 30 that's a fail on my end uh three versus 40 for the snake that is an extreme success as one of these snakes <laughs> bites out at you um luckily you only take two uh, damage um, but you feel the uh, the toxicity of this venom as this thing bites down on your arm you can feel it pumping into your skin 
as the bite burns, and I would like a con roll, please. Yeah, I think he almost panics, just runs like, son of a... Hard success, 30 versus 80. Hard success, okay. It's not going to resist the full effect of the poison, but... Um, yeah, you managed to um, say that, like, you know, as you're flipping the 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 shotgun around to use the butt of it like a bat, you sort of knock the snake off you before it pumps the full effect of this poison into you. Still burns, as you do. As this guy's hands are whipping out, um, you see Claude Lamont freaking out. Can I roll a sanity roll for him? I'd like a sanity roll for yourself as well, please. Of course, yeah. I mean, his hands just turned into snakes. So that's definitely a sanity moment. Uh, 89 versus 40, that's a fail. Okie dokie. You lose just one point of sanity. All right. Thankfully. <laughs> if you were to mark that down. Yep. Uh, the other cultist is dead. The other one is knocked on the ground. He is going to try and get up off this handcuffed one. So I'm just going to make a quick roll for him. Cool. Um, he pushes the other guy off and uh, grabs the rifle and stands up. But that is his turn. So again, it is up to you and Claude Lamont to act. So this other one and the uh, handcuffed body are a little further into the room, but standing just a few steps down on this uh, flimsy staircase um, with hands for snakes <laughs> is one of these cultists right in front of you. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, Jack um, doesn't take time to convey much. He just like grunts at Lamont, nine o'clock, uh, and is going to swing that uh, that shotgun like he's Sammy Sosa. Straight for straight for Snake Hands Dome. Beautiful. Give me a brawl roll, please. He is going to dodge. Man, eventually I'll get used to these sheets and remember everything is. Um, oh, yes, right under fighting. Jesus Christ. All right. Oh, that's a 24 versus 35 success. Nice. And yeah, he uh, failed big time on his. Um, because you're using this like a baseball bat, this is going to be 1d8 damage as you swing at this guy. That's a 7. That's a 7. Incredible. Alright. That's more than half his HP. Uh, so you clock this guy upside the head and crack his skull. He is going to fall backwards and fall prone. And let's see if he stays conscious though this con roll. He falls backwards prone as his head hits the ground and blood begins to, to pour from it. Um, he doesn't go limp, however. Um, but Claude Lamont is going to move in a little closer and with this guy lying on the ground is just going to shoot. He's going to get a bonus because this guy is close range and on the floor as Claude Lamont closes in. Oh no. oh no oh no claude God damn <laughs> as he sort of like begins to step up the stairs he goes to shoot this guy that's a 77 versus 60 as he <laughs> fires off um but you see he's kind of like at the same time like dodging these snakes that are like <laughs> sort of still still biting out each hand is a snake um and he misses unfortunately uh snake man is going to clamber up and stand up and again 
The snakes are actually going to swing out at... They're going to swing out at uh, Jack. They are. You can try and fight back and like swing at it as they come out and bite at you, or you can try and dodge. If you're taking a fight back action, you have to get one level of success higher than your enemy. But if you're dodging, you just have to succeed. Yeah, like I would like to say that he's just going to keep fighting, but I think after being bit by that first snake, the minute that they're inside again, he's going to dodge. Cool. Give me a dodge roll, please. Oh, 87 versus 30. That's a fail. Oh, my God. And for the snake, that's again an extreme success. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) So this is going to be uh, three points of damage. Okay. Ooh, below half. Um, that's okay. It wasn't in a single, uh, single attack though, fortunately. Um, but I would need another con roll again. Of course. These venomous snakes. (laughs) That's a 57 versus 80 success. Okay. Yeah. This one gets a bit more of a pump in, but again, you get to shake it off, but you feel your arm now searing red and beginning to swell up from these bites. It's not good. Not good at all. Uh, That is his turn. Our other friend is uh, going to stand up and reach for his rifle after throwing the other guy off. So let's make a dex roll to see if he manages to get to it. This round, that is a failure. You see, as the body hit him, the rifle was knocked to the other side of the room. This round, he charges and grabs it, but he doesn't have time to turn back around and get off a shot as he fumbles with this reloading this uh this bolt action um so it is both your and detective claude lamont's turn yeah i think jack is like heaving and almost roaring at this point and goes for a uh, another big swing beautiful um hoping this will be the hoping this will be the the big one um Brawl? Uh, brawl, please. I'm going to roll a dodge for our friend. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. 94 versus 35 for the brawl. Lucky that's not a crit fail. So you don't drop the shotgun, but you swing at this guy um, and you uh, instead smash. Give me a luck roll, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, 72 versus 18 fail. Uh, you swing out at this guy. Um, but still kind of pulling the snake off your arm and still stumbling a little bit. You swing and you smash the hanging lantern that was in this uh, gas lamp that was in this room, snuffing out the light as glass and gas and a small amount of fire begins to light up this hut. He stumbles back. Um, You know, he doesn't make an elegant dodge. He's still sort of like clocked in the head, but um, you miss him. Claude Lamont is going to shoot at the one with the rifle. He's going to close in and do it from almost point-blank range, so I'm going to give him a bonus to this one. Yeah, that's good thinking. Good job, Claude. Oh, lucky. 88 on the first roll, but 48 on the second, oh which God. is a regular <laughs> success. Just for three damage as he fires at this guy. He's going to fire off three shots. The second one is going to be made with a penalty die, but because he's in close range, it's just going to be a single shot. That's a failure. Jeez, not doing well, Claude. And the third shot is going to be made with a penalty now. 
Ugh, which is also a failure. <laughs> so he fans out and fires off four shots, uh, three shots. Um, but only one of them connect with this guy, unfortunately. Goodness gracious. He has just one left in the in the chamber. Goodness gracious, Claude. Oh, uh, snaky boy, again. These snakes are going to whip back around to try and uh, bite at uh, Jack Cassidy. Are you still just dodging? Yeah, like I feel a, a trauma from snakes. It had to be snakes. Um, <laughs> another dodge. 62 versus 30, that's a fail. Okay, that's a failure for the, uh, for the snakes as well, thankfully. Um, huge failure as well. Uh, so yeah, you're like still, as you swing, you know, bits of glass and flame hit the ground and you're stumbling around, these snakes whip out at you and, you know, you just manage to sort of get out of the way uh, clumsily. Um, this guy is going to turn around with his rifle. As this guy pulls his rifle around to shoot, um, Claude is actually going to try and like grab it grab the uh, the end of the rifle. I don't know if those are the official rules, but I feel like you should be able to fight black back at point blank range. It makes sense. I mean, it's a rifle, not a pistol. Oh, that's a failure. Uh, 51 versus block. 45. That's a good sign. Now let's see what Claude's brawl can do. We're here for it. <laughs> Love to see it. <gasps> 22 versus 35. Success. Excellent. Excellent. So yeah, as this guy turns around with his rifle, Claude just grabs it and points it at the ceiling and he fires off another shot, leaving him with only one left in the chamber of his bolt action as well. I'm feeling probably a little woozy from all the snake bites um, and pumped up with adrenaline. Jack's going to slightly change his tack on this approach. Um, basically change sports. Uh, I'm going to position the shotgun out in front of me um, and charge the snake hand guy trying to push him into the fire. Um, you know, almost shoulder check him, but I'm using the shotgun to lead to have enough space so I don't get immediately bit by snakes, hopefully. <laughs> okay. Yeah, great. Um, give me a brawl. He is going to uh, make a dodge himself. That's a 34 versus 35. Success. Close success, but it's a success. Ooh, that's a success uh, as you knock this guy backwards. Um, roll me 1d4 damage. It's not going to be the full d8 as you're not swinging, but as you jab this guy in the chest. That's a three. Three points of damage. Yes, yeah, you get him right in the sternum. Nice one. And he falls backwards into the fire, which is... Uh, not, you know, it hasn't erupted yet into a huge, you know, huge fire, but... um, I figure it's, it's probably still pretty small, but we're feeding it. Yeah, exactly. He's going to take an extra one point of damage from this flame as he begins to burn up. Uh, so that is your turn. It is Claude Lamont's turn. He has just one bullet left in his revolver as he throws this rifle up, fires off a shot into the ceiling. He puts the revolver down right into this guy's head. <laughs> come on, bonus, come on. Uh, 
<laughs> oh my god, similar thing. As he's fighting this guy off, he pulls the revolver up and tries to place it right into the face of this guy and fire off, but as they're both wrestling over, over the rifle, he misses and just skims his guys right by the guy's ear. <laughs> That's awful. Cute 93 for the first one and then a 9 <laughs> again on the bonus, so 93 for both. I feel like Claude Lamont needs some luck. <laughs> well, I mean, he was coming for investigation. I'm the one who was like, it's time for war, buddy. <laughs> Poor guy. Our friend rolling around in the fire on the ground. Uh, the snakes are going to, again, whip out at you, but this time um, as these beginning to burn up um, with a uh, penalty. As he's prone and currently screaming, cursing in uh, French and Spanish. Yeah. Fantastic. That is a 91 versus 40. So, uh, yeah, these snakes, you're just expertly dodging around out of the way of them. Um, as they're just now just flailing frantically. Uh, our friend with the rifle has one shot left. He is going to try and uh, fire it off at uh, Claude Lamont, but he is still holding it in his hand still fighting back so let us see how this goes oh <laughs> yes. that is a 100 um you see as uh in the struggle um of claude lamont fighting this guy scuffling with the rifle the actual uh the bolt didn't close properly and as this guy points it down at claude lamont's chest and squeezes the trigger you hear it fire and in that moment, Claude closes his eyes, and so do you. And then you hear the crumple of a body hitting the floor as the bolt misfired, flying backwards straight into the head and skull of this cultist that stumbled backwards. He's now lying on the floor, bleeding, dying. Claude, holding his stomach, just looks down. Well, I'll be... Son of a gun. It is uh, Jack's turn, however, as this uh, cultist is still in front of you. Now trying to stand up in this little burning fire. Yeah, um, okay. Shotgun has no shots anyway. Uh, I think when I pushed him into the fire, I probably dropped the shotgun in that moment anyway. Um, but if that's a separate action, let me know, and I'll adjust my tack here. No, no, that's fine. Jousted him and let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack is going to pull out his own revolver. Um, and as he, like, takes a step back, reaching down for our one guy from the very start who is not wounded badly, uh, is going to fire off three shots, quick succession, into um, the guy on fire. Yeah, into snake hands. Let's do it. Uh, so the first roll uh make with uh a bonus okay all right first roll uh the bonus was 34 versus 35 success cool um each shot after that when you're doing multiple when you're doing a fan shot gets made progressively with more and more penalties but because that was enough to kill this guy i'm just gonna say you just unload three shots bang 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 as he finally collapses backwards chest now riddled with uh Bullets. Oh man, um, again still pumping with adrenaline as he goes down. Um, Jack like looks to Lamont and just shouts, get the fuck out. 
uh, grabs the, like, again, the one guy we have not <laughs> straight up murdered and starts dragging him out by his arms that are cuffed down the stairs to get out of this building. That's definitely going to burn. <laughs> yeah, you grab him. He tries to sort of fight back. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you push him and drag him out of this hut that now begins to sort of, um, as the fire begins to swell, it's now billowing out a small amount of smoke. Um, Claude Lamont holding his stomach is still bleeding and uh, you start to feel slightly woozy from these snake bites. Yeah, I think the minute that he realizes uh, I was bit multiple times by venomous snakes and adrenaline pumping is not going to help with that, uh, look to Claude and just say, look, we're going to get you patched up while I put a knee in the back of the guy that's cuffed and roll up my sleeve, uh, bust out my pocket knife and cut a Cut a vertical slit over the bites and try to suck out the venom. Oh, yes, please. Um, this is just going to be a first aid on yourself, so give me a yeah first aid roll, please. I think I have... Oh, I was going to say, I think I put nothing in that, but apparently I did uh, put some points. So, nah, still a fail. 41 versus 30. 41 versus 30. Mm, I'm almost tempted to spend the last of my luck on that, but I feel like there's going to be a moment coming up that I'll desperately need that luck, so I will just take that fail. Okay, no problem. I mean, you could also push, but the the uh, the downside's going to be not great. Yeah, I think I'll just accept this downside without compounding it this time. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Look, you succeeded on your con rolls before, so it hasn't taken um, full effect. You just have a little bit of um you know stomach pain um and your eyes sort of feel a little you know drier than you'd like but um you could still push on for now claude lamont is going to rip off one of the sleeves of uh he takes off his jacket begins ripping off part of it and is going to um try and dress his wound uh, you can also assist if you have any way to help. Oh. I know you have a flask of alcohol. Ooh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I. that's actually... Thank you for pointing that out. I'll pull out my flask, take a really, really short nip of it, and, and pass it over to him to, to pour on the wound and maybe have a drink himself. Yep. <laughs> he uh, takes a sip and is like, <clears throat> Thank you kindly. could really use that right now. And he takes a swig and uh, sort of holds his breath as he um, begins to pour it over his uh, pour it over his stomach. Ah, and uh, yeah, begins attempting to patch up his patch up his wound. Where is his first aid? There it is. So each of you um, can make a first aid roll for this one. I'll roll for Detective Claude Lamont. You can roll for Jack Cassidy. All right. <laughs> 65 versus 30, that's a fail. Uh, he got a 2 versus 40. Extreme success. Look at you go, Claude. This isn't going to cure his major wound. Obviously, you'll need a, a longer medicine roll for that, but he is thankfully going to get back one hit point from this uh, dressing of the wound and your assistance. Uh, yeah, I think while we're doing this... Um Jack's for the moment going to ignore the guy that he's literally kneeling on, which is just the worst fucking shit that cops do. But, you know, um, 
Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> not to trigger anything real, real messed up, but uh, yeah. Um, and just ignore the guy he's kneeling on um, and look at Claude and be like, you've uh, you got some moves. That was, he saved my life. Uh, they'll give you uh, they'll give you a promotion for this one. Listen, I'm pretty beat up. I, I see you're pretty beat up. I want to keep pushing. Maybe we need some backup. The thing is, if there were more of them, they'd have come running. Sure of it, that wasn't quiet. And, you know, a building continues to burn behind us. <laughs> he says, yeah. And honestly, it's going to take a little while to get back up all the way out here. I mean, I'm, uh, hell. If there are more of these guys further down, maybe they got Noah somewhere. I can't really turn back now. Oh, well, we gotta find Fillmore. Listen, if I don't walk away from this, I, uh, I sent all my notes, everything I've got on all this, down to uh, Charlie Sundstrom at the paper. You make sure that you get a hold of that, all right? All right, Sundstrom. I'll give him a call. But hey, listen. Like I said, if this goes any further south, run for the trees. <laughs> yeah. Further south. Uh, spin the guy under us over. <laughs> Just gotta look at him. Uh, no weapons or anything. Um, but I think Jack is almost grinning wildly at this point. Just fully falling into, you know, the insanity of, of this moment. Um points towards the burning building and smiles down at this guy. He's like, you see, uh, you see what happened to your friends there? You want to cooperate now? Where the fuck is Detective Fillmore? <laughs> he um, just laughs and smiles and says, if you're lucky, maybe you get to meet him too. He's somewhere far from here. <laughs> yeah, and where's that, Carcosa? And his eyes widen. Maybe you know about Carcosa, huh? Yeah, well, I know more than you think, and uh, when you find your way there, as I'm sure you will, pass on to your king that he's fucking done. Then um, I'm just gonna, at that point, I will just shoot him. There, like, there's nothing to learn from this guy. Oh! <laughs> yeah, you just stone cold shoot this guy in the head. Lays there bleeding out. Uh, still a sort of smile on his face. Jack has become the villain. <laughs> Claude Lamont just kind of looks away while you do that. And just sighs heavily. Yeah. Maybe that was for the best. I mean, again, Jack like turns to him, probably still smiling and not even realizing he is, I'm sure, at this point, like covered in blood. Um, like, I don't know if it was for the best, but he wasn't going to tell a shit. I'm not dragging him through the swamp. Let's go. So, yeah, you stand over the body of this of this cultist that you just shot as the, the hut behind you begins to um, become engulfed in flames and, uh, you know, smoke everywhere. Lots of smoke because the wood is quite damp and rotten. Smoke billowing out now. Um, if there's anyone around, although it's dark, but maybe they've seen it. I imagine so. They must have, and and I mean, we fired a lot of shots. Rifles, particularly, are really loud. Like, yeah, I think that's where Jack's confidence comes from. He's like, so many shots were fired off. If there was, you know, a whole bunch of them out here, they would have come running. 
probably a false confidence, but I think he'd feel pretty confident about that. <laughs> okay, so as you and Detective Claude Lamont straighten up, you have a moment to, you know, reload your weapons, collect yourselves, um, and he asks if you want to take the rifle. Yeah, you keep the rifle. Um, I... I would love to say I have the shotgun, but I'm pretty sure narratively I left it in the burning building and had already probably cracked the stock. Yes, yes, that's right. But I will indicate to him to take the rifle. Uh, they're going to smile and be like, you're a better shot. He says, uh, right. Well, let's not waste any time then, I guess. Yeah, let's get on it. And yeah, in formation, the two of you begin to follow the path that winds around to the left and towards the Great Lake. And, you know, towards this man-made, raised clearing where the stone men here are arranged in this formation. And as you get a little closer, making your way through the fog and the mist, you can make out some figures standing on the hill in the clearing. Five of them. In formation themselves, two to the left, Two to the right, those four facing the figure in the center, mm. who's looking out in your direction, almost expecting you, though he doesn't seem to have seen you just yet. Oh, man. Um, yeah, all right. Let's, let's lean into it. This is, uh, after that last firefight, this is not the moment to be a commando. Um... Jack looks at Detective Lamont um, and kind of puts a hand on his chest and says, make for the trees. Um, starts to walk forward. And so this is where I would ask, like, if this was Blades, I would say, uh, it, I just mark loader, it's a flashback. Um, but I'm not sure how this works in Call of Cthulhu. But Jack pulls out the mask and puts it on and walks towards the clearing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'll say that you have the mask. So as Lamont makes for the trees, uh, you're not even attempting to hide yourself? Not at all. Yeah, and uh, as you begin to walk forward, Claude Lamont, sticking to the trees, just out of sight, matches your speed, you know, progressing forward, already with the rifle up and trained towards this group. And as you get closer and make your way through the mist, this group on the hill becomes clearer in the moonlight you see the four clearly swamp folk or night folk and in the center is unmistakably papa screech and they seem to be performing some kind of ritual mm, of course it's screech um yeah i think jack just takes a deep breath and leans a big leap into uh all the all the things he's been encountering and, and when he read the book um, and everything and enters the clearing with the mask on and will just shout at the top of his lungs um, I guess at Papa Screech but to anyone in earshot uh, if you welcome death then seek it here and put his hands out and you see Screech stops he lowers his hands for a second as he makes eye contact directly with you the other four well give me a luck roll actually and we'll see if they're armed or not 
That's a 61 versus 18, a fail. <laughs> yeah, one of them has a rifle and he points it at you. But Screech actually puts his hand out and pushes the rifle down. And then he shouts across the clearing. I actually sent some friends to come collect you. But it looks like you made it here all on your little lonesome. Welcome, mister. Well, what should I call you? Cassidy? Or the Phantom? <laughs> you can call me the fucking king in yellow. Um, and step center. He snaps into a serious look. And he shouts, uh, Interesting. So you think you could be crowned the king in yellow? <laughs> that maybe we should move forward with the coronation right now. Again, I don't think Jack even says a word. He just, full confidence, like regardless of what's going to happen to him, he feels like this is what he was meant to do in this moment. Um, we'll just walk with pride right up to Screech um, and stare at him through the mask. Yeah, he, he laughs um, and smiles again and, and says... I really like you, Cassidy. I can sense the black pit of despair deep within you. It's almost sickening how pathetic you are. I really do think in another life you could have been king. It's a shame I didn't meet you earlier. He says, uh, but if you would like to be involved, I do have something special prepared for you. Would you like to see? Well, I'm too far in to turn away now. What do you got to show me? And he pulls out something from his, his jacket. A little whistle. Um, it appears to be made of silver and iron. The other four figures look at him. And he nods. And they get into formation again. And Papa Screech begins playing a little melody. And uh, I'm going to make a roll. Okay, that's a seven. So uh, you know that that's going to be a success. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he continues playing this melody. The others in formation now chanting. And you kind of feel the ground very gently rumble. The men here begin to emit a dull light, like greens and purples. And mist, the mist swells in thicker from the lake. And, um... This seems to go on for an awkward amount of time. What does Jack do while all this is happening? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I think at this point he... He's full of such false confidence and he's so engaged thinking, all right, I've got them right where I want them, even though he is the one who's in the middle of probably a trap. <laughs> He'll just stand back and watch it all. Okay, yeah, so, so this melody actually goes on for a few minutes. 
before it finally stops. There's dead silence, and Screech finally looks up at you, and there's a thunderous, cracking sound from the sky above. Screech smiles and gestures with both open arms to the sky, and you see this shape emerge from the mists above. You know, this shape descends. You make out uh, wings spread several feet wide. The body looks both bird-like but also insect-like. You know, large talons extend from its feet. It has the wings of an insect and this spiked neck but this big maw like a beak. And with great speed, it descends from the sky towards you letting out a screech oh wow okay give me a sanity roll please that's a 96 versus 39 that's a, that's very much a fail oh goodness <laughs> uh roll a d6 please that's a two okay lucky um you lose just two points of sanity and i'm gonna roll for claude lamont Okay, he is fine, holding steady off to the side in the shadows. Uh, And as this terrifying creature descends from the sky, a shot cracks out from the trees. No, Lamont, no. (laughs) You're supposed to hide. I mean, really nice shot. Damn, look at that. It was a good shot. But still. Uh, Yeah, you hear it ring out and you see the bullet pierced through the long spiked neck of this creature. That's an extreme success. Two versus 30. Uh, so that's, uh, what, six plus one plus one D6. Uh, yep, yeah, so ten points of damage as the bullet rips right through this thing's neck, exiting on the other side. As it was going to swoop you, it instead kind of tumbles to the ground uh, rolling and tumbling over itself Damn, nice. um, before regaining its balance, flapping its wings and flying back up to the sky to circle back. I'm so glad that I said to him, you're the better shot. And in that moment, Papa Screech points towards the tree line and the cultist with the rifle raises it in that direction. The minute that he does that, I, I put my revolver to Screech's head. Well... We got you surrounded, so get on your fucking knees. Nice. Tell your boys to run. Yeah, and, and he, he says, uh, uh, yes, sir, please, sir, don't shoot me. And he drops down to his knees with his hands up. And Screech, still looking at you, says, uh, you heard the man. And the one with the rifle hesitates for a moment. Uh... But then they begin to run in the direction of the huts. While this is happening, you hear the flaps of the creature in the sky above you. It's doubling back. And it begins to turn and fly in the direction where the shot came from. Ah. Mm. <sighs> Yeah, this is another one of those moments where I feel like if Jack was a good man, you know, he would be really concerned about Claude. Um, 
but after that shot especially and with what he will feel is his victory so close at hand um all he's gonna do is shout eyes up hmm um and I don't think he's gonna harm Pop Screech but I, I do think he's gonna try to um bind him real quick yeah yeah you're gonna tie him up yeah like I think he falls into I mean it's been so long since he was actually a cop and he was probably never a good cop at least not for the last couple years but I think instinctually feeling like he's won something he starts reading his rights yeah amazing um so you start doing that and Screech still on his knees moves his hands um from from moves uh, still on his knees moves his hands behind his back in that ready to be arrested position still looking at you the whole time not even looking over towards the trees or the creature as you and as you move around behind him to tie him up as you touch papa screech give me a power roll please that's a 48 versus 50 success i'm gonna roll for papa screech this is an opposed roll oh i am so sorry As you reach out and your fingers touch Papa Screech, a black cackling energy begins to zap out, leap out from his flesh towards yours. Give me first a sanity roll, please. (laughs) That's a 92 versus 37 a fail. And now now 1d6. That is a 2. Okay, a 2. So you've only lost 4 points so far, so you're okay. But uh, Jack Cassidy, yeah, you take three points of damage as this dark energy leaping up connects, hits you, making you recoil as you touch Papa Screech. And Screech stands up laughing (laughs) as he does. His blackened hand grabs yours, squeezes onto it, holding onto you. And finally, he looks over in the direction of the trees. Oh. Uh, and I'm just going to make a couple of rolls here. Yeah, okay. You hear this monstrous screeching and then a screaming over in that direction. And Papa Screeches is staring over your shoulder towards the tree line, laughing. <laughs> Do you look back? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you see this creature. It's large talons extended, digging into the shoulders of Claude Lamont and carrying him up, up, and up. Uh, give me an ideas roll, uh, an, an intelligence roll. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, he would know. Fuck, <laughs> let's see if he does. 46 versus 70, that's a success. Yeah, you realize that... Um, Wherever this creature is taking Lamont is where he attempted to take Peter Gavin, where he was planning to take you and uh, where he possibly took Noah Fillmore. Yeah. And in that moment where you look and see this happening, Papa Screech turns and begins to run. Oh, my God. Um, I take the shots. I've only got... Actually, I reloaded, but I was going to say I only have three shots left in the revolver. But if he's running, I take the shots. Um, I aim low mass. I aim for the legs, but I take the shots. Okay, cool. Make uh, three shots with penalties, please. Fail. 51 versus 35. 
<laughs> second shot is horrible. Both of them, 100 versus 35 and 53 versus 35. Oh, no. Uh, and third one. Oh, yeah, it's all it's all real bad. Yeah, with that uh, 100, your revolver jams up. Um, maybe from the, the mud and the water and the humidity, maybe the bullet was no good. Um, and as it jams, you see Papa Screech running off into the fog and darkness and out of sight. And then you begin to feel a little woozy. Your vision now starting to go blurry and your ears fill with this dull ring as you struggle to maintain your balance. I mean, I think Jack just gives into it. He hits his knees and probably screams in frustration before whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah, you drop to your knees and you just let out this primal scream. Um, And give me another con roll, please. (laughs) There it is. Two versus 80 extreme success. (laughs) Man. Yeah, you actually managed to gather yourself uh, and shake off the worst of this, this ringing in your head and muster the strength to stand back up catch your breath. Uh, Papa Screech is nowhere to be seen, but you know the direction he went. Yeah, no, I I think... I mean, on death's door, and so deeply mentally wounded by all of this, he's not going to catch Screech. He's just lost another detective. Um, I think he just makes his way back to the car. Yeah, are you going to go back past the huts or will you try to stick to the trees oh that's a good uh, no he sticks to the trees I, I think he will probably as detrimental as it will be um, maybe even deadly he's going to try to um, almost fairly like stalk his way back to the car and get the hell out of here yeah cool yeah, so it takes a while, you know, with this poison setting in. Uh, but with that extreme con roll, you manage to clamber your way through the trees, sticking to the shadows. Um, you do see through the breaks in the tree line, the smoldering hut, the fire now, you know, gone down, um, but no sign of Screech or the others. Um, give me another intelligence roll. 88 versus 70. That's a fail. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, you're just thankful not to see anyone as you carry on heading south um, towards the, the communities uh, on the bayou, um, exhausted from no sleep, you know, this poison coursing through your veins. And yeah, you finally see the first signs of the swamp communities, the walkways, um, the shacks on stilts. And Jack Cassidy just collapses there on the wooden slats and passes out. Yeah, um, if I can interject anything, Mm. regardless if anyone is around or not, I think as he's collapsing, uh, and I have to look up their name because I've forgotten it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I think as he's collapsing, um, he's just repeatedly mumbling, um, Granny Goodrow, Granny Goodrow, um, and falls out. Yeah, amazing. 
And that, my friends, is where we will leave this session. <laughs> oh, what a session. <laughs> God. Oh, I think I need a rest after that. That was a lot. Yeah, holy shit. Oh, man. And yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time on RPG Quest. Yeah. Bye-bye.